Hello, amazing people. You're welcome to the Live It Up podcast, which is proudly brought to you by the Uganda Child Cancer Foundation, the Uganda Cancer Institute, and the Tribe UG. This is a podcast on lessons, life, survivorship with nine communicable diseases, such as cancer, heart disease, and so many more. My name is Brandy Valentine Azirwe, Communication and Awareness for the Uganda Child Cancer Foundation. And today I am joined by Mr. Paul Ebusu from the Uganda Cancer Society. And today we shall be just talking about the role of civil society in uh, the community of cancer care. Feel free to be part of this podcast, not only by listening, but by also making a donation to a child suffering from cancer right here at the Institute or any of the home cares and also reaching us on our website to find out how you can do it more. Before we get into so much and now, let's introduce our guest today. Today we have Mr. Ebusu. He is the Executive Director of the Uganda Cancer Society, UCS. UCS is also the umbrella organization for all non-government organizations that help enhance cancer care and reduce the cancer burden all over the place. Welcome, Mr. Paul. Uh, thank you so much, Brandy. Yeah. How uh, can you please introduce yourself in your own words? Who is Paul Ebusu? <laughs> All right, thank you so much again. And uh, Paul Ebusu, professionally, is a public health specialist who has over ten years of practice Ooh. in public health. Okay. And I have been in different, you know, uh, roles across across the world. Yes. Uh, but at a personal level, Paul is a family man, a father of two. Yes. And I think that that could do for now. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> totally. We are so glad to have you on our podcast today. Um, how long have you been in the world of advocacy? Because I know you're passionate about advocacy. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I have been in public health and advocacy uh, specifically for a decade now. Yeah. Yeah. So I started as uh, a young back control advocate, went back to school, got my master's in public health, came, as you have already introduced me, became the ED of the Cancer Society, yeah. fully doing a range of public health work in the area of cancer control. Advocacy is grounded fully in yeah. the work I do day to day. Amazing. Kindly define civil society for us. What is the civil society environment in cancer care? All right. Um, uh, first, generally, civil society, you know, has got varied definitions from different people. Uh, but there are commonalities that usually, you know, stick to the word civil society, regardless. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is really looking at a collection of individuals or, you know, organizations, non-governmental, non-state actors, if I may call them, and not for profit, most importantly, uh, because you can also have non-state or non-governmental actors like, you know, private sector, you know, businesses, but they are not necessarily civil society. They are are the private sector. So once you have a collection of individuals at that level with common interests, pursuing a common goal in a particular area, you know, that forms a civil society because they they pursue their interests in the good of society and Mm. not for the individuals themselves. Yeah. Yeah. So let's break it down to... What is the role of the civil society in cancer care and how has the Uganda Cancer Society helped in shaping advocacy in Uganda? So the role of civil society in cancer care is, is, is ideally varied. Yeah. And um, I, I think that we, we, we need to first define when we talk about cancer care what we're talking about. Yeah. There are two things that we must not miss when we're discussing cancer care. 
And that's the fact that there is clinical care and then there is supportive care. You know, clinical care is the treatment. Yeah. You know, the, the radiotherapies and all of that kind of stuff. Absolutely. But, but then the supportive care is that other arm that enhances, you know, the completeness yeah. of, 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 of cancer care. Things like psychosocial support, things like counseling, things like, you know, all these other aspects that are very relevant, including palliative care, by the way. Absolutely. Yeah, and, and, and so civil society has got a very big role to play, especially in the context of supportive care yeah. and, and, and palliative care is part of that. And so uh, Uganda Cancer Society focuses on these areas. While we, we leave a lot of the clinical care or most of it, let's say, to actually the Cancer Institute because that's where the specialists are. Yeah. But there's a lot of work in supportive care that needs to be done to make cancer care complete. Awesome. Are there gaps to fill in cancer care that NGOs can fill? Yeah, definitely. Like I have already mentioned, uh, first you you will discover that uh, you cannot have a cancer, I mean a complete cancer care like I've mentioned without having these components. Now, there are issues around human resources for some of these aspects that right. civil society can come and, 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 and actually pro play a very big role in filling those. Mm. Uh, civil society has got a very important role in ensuring that issues around, you know, psychosocial support, for example, every patient that is diagnosed needs to be supported psychologically because it's a revolution in your mind happening yes. and you don't know how to handle it. You know, civil society brings a pool of survivors. They need to interact with those as peer counselors, yeah. as, you know, over and above, you know, the, the qualified counselors. But the peer counselors are very important, which usually civil society is able to bring together. Absolutely. Yes. So, so, so on top of that, you find that there are issues around mobility of resources, civil society can play a very huge role in this area. Awareness creation. Mm -hmm. We're talking about advocacy. Mm -hmm. Certain times I think that Cancer Institute cannot make mention, yeah. you know, even though they want solutions to them. But civil society can mention those things even to government, even to the president. Which is why you're exactly. here. Exactly. Yes, yeah, and I that's agree. what we're saying. I agree. Yeah. yeah. So th there's a range of all those areas. Awareness, advocacy, you know, psychosocial support, counseling, peer counseling is so important. Interaction with the survivor alone mm. can really make a huge difference in the life of a, a battling cancer patient. Yeah. Also, the, for the patients that come from across town and then they want to like have places to stay as during the course of their during the course of their treatment, can civil society also be able to indulge in creating accommodation facilities for people like that? Yeah, absolutely. And that is all part of supportive care. Oh. Supportive care has got a whole range of, 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 of issues. Yes. I've already mentioned psychosocial support, the counseling aspects. Yes. But the social component of psychosocial support has got issues like what you've just mentioned, accommodation, yeah. yes. issues like transportation, issues like food support, issues yes. like, you know, so, so really navigation, navigation of patients. Navigation of patients. Yeah, so patients come from all over Uganda, mm. even other countries, and they come here, they have no idea of how to navigate this hill. Mm. Mulago Hill is very complex. Yeah. And sometimes not all services are within the Cancer Institute. True. And so the, that navigation process, I'm happy to note that the Cancer Institute now has got a navigation program running. Mm. But civil society over the years has been playing this role and, and doing their best. Mm. Yeah. Okay, that's awesome. Now, effects of cancer on the families of the patient. Yeah. From your, post, uh, from your perspective. All right. What other effects have what effects have been highlighted over time
basing on the fact that she closely work with these patients not on a medical yeah. level but on a yeah. humanitarian and so much more level yeah so so first you will discover that uh the if you asked me i will tell you that cancer is a disease of the family yes it's not actually just a disease of the individual the patient mm. once a, a member of the family you know is diagnosed of cancer the entire family goes through their the process of treatment yeah that's why you find that uh, a lot of times it weighs on the family too much mm. the abandonment levels here in Uganda for the studies we have we have done in the past are up to over 60%. Yeah. Now that can only tell you how much cancer diagnosis affects the family. Yeah. You'll actually discover that to take care of a cancer patient, if you're the closest caretaker, you may need to abandon the rest of your work. Even if you're working, you may have to abandon your job. Yeah. If you have to take care of your cancer patient, your loved one, mm. you know, diligently. So you can imagine all that kind of stuff. The resources that go down. You find that families have actually have to sell property. property and, yeah. You know, children for going for other children who are sick, you know, for going school so that the money can be collected to, to support a cancer patient. Yeah. So you can imagine, you know, how how heavy. So cancer is a disease of the family. Once there is one cancer patient in the family, yeah. the entire family is actually going to to bear that burden. Absolutely. Yeah. So, uh you said that you see UCI has now a program of navigation. That yeah. means it has been it was being carried out by the civil society before. On top of that and many other activities, what other please break down for us the activities that have been carried out by civil society. Just a few. Okay. I have mentioned most of this in the past. Mm. But the civil societies have been really fundamental uh in 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 providing, you know, the supportive aspects of care. Mm. I have mentioned psychosocial support. I've yes. listed the aspects in 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 the psychological arm of psychosocial support. Absolutely. And and and, and I've I've talked about awareness creation. Mm. I I have here with me booklets that were developed in a partnership mm. which the Uganda Cancer Society right now is providing to the navigation program at Uganda Cancer Institute for yes. all patients to receive cancer information for free. For free you yeah. know we have got a booklet for coping with cancer, targeting mm. cancer patients and we have another one which is targeting uh, our caregivers how to uh, take care of your cancer patient. Yeah. So that is the role of civil society. Yeah. You know building the partnerships that can generate you know resources like this to provide for cancer patients mm. and like I, i like like i have said we are not only targeting the patient even the caregiver because we know yeah. the importance of information for even caregivers yes. you can believe that there is a lot of diversion of patients sometimes it comes through the caregivers themselves not knowing mm. actually the facts around cancer and how to take care of their cancer patients yeah. when the other witch doctors and others come they divert them so easily yeah. you can't blame you know yeah. the cancer patients and their families entirely because the desperation is too much they're trying to find a solution absolutely yeah. so yeah. if we fail as civil society and other partners mm. to provide the necessary information mm. then we're going to see an increase you know or a continuation of this kind of problems. Yes. What will result out of this is only poor treatment outcome. Sure. Yeah. And also yeah, so you, also the civil society has also been very crucial in the awareness programs. Yeah. That's so true. I can witness that. Uh which brings me to my next question. UCS has been lobbying government for more intentional involvement in cancer care and management. Yeah. What is your progress report? I I I think I think that what we need to appreciate is that the world over 
agrees to the principle of centered care, Absolutely. the patient-centered care. And patient-centered care really means that the patients need to be involved in the processes. And mm. for us as a civil society, we stand for the patient. You understand. We speak for the patients. And so our involvement actually directly means we are trying to seek government to provide space mm. for more involvement of cancer patients, yes. for more involvement in processes of decision-making, designing of programs that are going to actually be implemented for them. You yes. understand. They must be involved in those processes. So, so, so really, we have been trying to make sure that this involvement becomes even more robust than it is now. Yeah. Indeed, uh, Cancer Institute has been very open and government generally, you know, in trying to, to work together with civil society. But I think we can do better. Yeah. Already there has been interchanges in, in collaborations, in partnerships and all of these kinds of things. But I think there is still need for more space to be provided for inclusion of mm. patients in processes, decision-making processes, research that is going to inform their care and, and designing of programs, even their evaluation. Mm. Sometimes we sit back as professionals and we think for the patients entirely. Yes. And we believe that it's the right thing to do. But not necessarily all the time it is the right thing. But Absolutely. if you get the information from the patients and you make them part of the processes of how to generate that information and analyze it, I think we can do better. Absolutely. Amazing. Thank you very much. That's, that's a very great report because that shows there's, a, there's, there's where we're coming from and where we're going yeah. and everything is on vision. Absolutely. Which brings me to the next question. Which challenges do, do you face as civil society organizations as you go by, by with your work? Yeah. Uh, definitely, uh, civil society organizations have got challenges, mm. uh, just like any other institutions. Uh, first, there is the issue of uh, generally resources, you know. Uh, so I know that a lot of civil society organizations just within the network of Uganda Cancer Society are struggling with resources. Very beautifully crafted ideas with a lot of passion. And, and, and without resources, it becomes very difficult to actually implement. So there is a gap in, in terms of uh, uh, capacity in relating to resource mobilization. Totally. But also there is sometimes capacity in, in terms of um, limited capacity in terms of um, things like um, uh, uh, organizational management. Mm. You see, because most of the NGOs sometimes come together or are formed out of passion. Mm. because maybe a group of people are cancer survivors and they need to make a difference. They know what they went through the journey. They believe they can make a difference and indeed they can make that difference. So they come together with passion. Totally. Once you form an organization, everything changes. Yes. Real management skills are needed <laughs> to run it. Yes. The government is on your back. They want to make sure your, your books are clean. You're not doing anything outside what you said to do. You're not laundering money or whatever. So, so, so you, you, you need to employ that. special exactly. people with special skills. Yes. So, so that is another area on top of resource constraints. And, and now you, you, you cannot run away from issues around uh, covid Mm. COVID is here. COVID is here to stay. And COVID has, has shaken the way we all have to do business. We yeah. need to change approaches. And, and, and you discover that a lot of activities for, for NGOs are community-based. Mm. Now, that poses a lot of challenge 
with the COVID SOPs and all of these other things. Charlie, you, you, yes. you know, it's difficult. You cannot mobilize communities for awareness creation, for, you know, uh, screening activities, engaging them and passing on information. You can't do that oh, now. Sukuma, dance. Exactly, uh, yeah. exactly. So so you find that uh, COVID has actually come to pose a lot of challenging program implementation. But also it has affected the way resources used to flow before. Mm. And, 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 and a lot of focus has gone to COVID over and above all other conditions that existed, including <laughs> cancer. Yes. So you find that a lot of, you know, grants, calls for grants, for proposals are focused on COVID, sustainability, you know. Innovation. That, exactly. Yes. So, so, so definitely civil society organizations are facing a lot of challenges. Yeah. But I'm sure that um, they have their own coping mechanisms, perhaps. Yeah. Which also, yeah, because I was definitely going to ask how the pandemic has affected work in civil society, but you've broken it down a bit. Yeah. Uh, um, just, just, just a little bit. We, we highlighted the challenges that cancer patients were facing. Yes. Uh, during the first lockdown, yeah, we had both uh, a press release, both on you know a written one a video one and all of this kind of things. Yes. And you discover that uh, most of those challenges patients were facing were because the civil society organizations like the hostels that were taking care of patients had, had been hit. Yeah. And so the patients were left bare. You get what I'm trying to say, and and they definitely felt it more, yeah. you know. So so you discover that really COVID COVID has been very tricky. True. Yeah, sure. Yeah, which is actually good. However, when we went to went to visit one of the homes, Kawempe Home Care, and basically they had said, of course, most people had withdrawn from like supporting the homes because they were trying to also deal with their own things. Yeah. But however, it also upped community based care because people were just getting from their gardens and walking to the home. They didn't have to wait for international donation and stuff like that. People were taking it in their own hands yeah. to solve the situation. And That's that was why. really impressive. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, uh, challenges come with um, uh, the task to adapt. Yeah. And so societies and generally human nature has to find a way of adapting. Mm. So I think what you witnessed at Kawempe Home Care is just a really typical example of how, you know, humanity uh, evolves and, yeah. and adapts to, to situations like COVID. And I'm sure a lot of society has not adapted. We have to, by, you know, government directive, rotate people who, who come to an office should be 10% or less. Yeah. So how, how do you continue daily work? Yeah. You know, technology is around, so you have to adapt to some of the things. Mm -hmm. You never used, used them before, yeah. but now what do you do? Yeah. yeah. So it, it's really part of the adaptability of human nature yes. and society. Which brings us to the next one. Yeah. How can civil society navigate the effects of the pandemic? I, I think in terms of, of resources, uh, a first, a civil society needs to position um, themselves and provide a face to their work. Mm. And that face should be the cancer patients. They really need to be able to articulate the yeah. issues for which they stand. And if they miss to bring the cancer patient at the center of that message, they actually miss the hearts of philanthropists out yeah. there yeah. who could be helpful. Yeah. But also I think that the other way civil society needs to evolve and, 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 and fight this is to unite more and collaborate. Instead of struggling to each person 
mobilize their resources. Why don't we do consortia projects, for example, okay. and build stronger ideas that can be competitive, you know, for, for funding, for example, and, and that kind of stuff. Partnership, collaboration, you know, that kind of stuff. Creativity, changing the, 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 the methods of work and, mm. and, that kind of, uh, and that kind of stuff. Changing the outlook of our brand yeah. and, and making sure that we don't, leave the patient at any single moment. Yeah. I think that can take us forward. That's fantastic. Yeah. I also think that would work absolutely. Yeah. Why should the um what should the organizations do better? What should the organizations do better in their day-to-day -day work out of the pandemic just with the work they do like UCCF, UCCF. Uh, think outside the box. Uh, think outside they the box. They must think outside the box. Yeah. They must change their work methods. Mm. They must find new ways of doing business. They must ensure that cost cutting is at the center of their stewardship of resources and so on and so forth. And, and, and Yes, and, and, and they must go beyond looking at, at, at funding, which is just uh, charity funding related. They must evolve to think about social enterprising yeah. and see how organizations can actually build social enterprises to support the delivery of their mission. Yes. So I think they need to, 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 to think outside the box, to, to change their ways of doing things exactly. and, and, and evolve along the way. Okay. Yeah. And finally, how can the community at large help the society, the people listening? Yeah. First, I think the, the, the society as large can get involved. Yes. That is the way they can help, by getting involved. Mm. And, and, and so the society can come and partner with civil society, can come and partner with us. The Uganda Cancer Society has open arms for partnerships. We are seeking for people who have got the love for, for making a difference in, yeah. in, in the area of cancer to come mm. forward. And society has been very responsive over time. I think we can still do more to reach out to society. Sometimes society does not know what to do. Yes. I had a friend one time who asked me, so, Paul, how can I, your organization seems to be doing very good work, mm. but how can I be involved? They had no idea. He wanted to, mm, mm, mm. but he had no idea. Then we had a chat and he came to office. We found him what to do, yeah. you know, something like that. And he got involved and, 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 and he was really happy that he could make a difference yeah. in, in terms of his time because he was having a kind of free time at that point. He had just finished his master's degree and, and, and he felt he could help. I told yeah. him, you come, yeah. you have good skills you can use. Yes. Yes, yes exactly. that's nice. Yeah, so you can also volunteer in any of the civil society organizations. You just have to look them up. Yeah. Find one where you can cause impact. Yeah. You can also volunteer your time. Yeah. Whoever you are, young, old, it's all necessary. You can come play with the kids in their free time as they do yeah. their, their yeah. chemo. Yeah. And so much more and so much more. Just feel free to reach us on our website or Paul on his handles at Paul Ebusu. All across all platforms. Yes. Yeah, we also have our website. Yes. Uh, you know, www.ugandacancersociety.org. Yes, okay. Yeah. That's nice. Thank you very much. You have been very vital to this conversation. You're most welcome. Yes, and uh, I have a joke for you for the day. Okay. Are you ready? All right. Okay. Mm -hmm. How did the Baba win the rest? <laughs> I think we shall pick up from there next time. <laughs> yeah, but the answer, however, is how did the how did the Baba win the rest? He won it because he knew a shortcut. Okay. Yeah, because he's a Baba, he cuts hair. So I, I mean, that. the short so he likes to cut shortcuts. All right. <laughs> yes, that's so true. So and also, our dear listeners, uh, this week the activity we are doing is skipping. 
You just need a thousand skips a day. If you do three days a week or th- four days a week, it's all up to you, provided you just do it. Now, feel free to reach us on our website, uccf-ug.org, uci, www.uci.or.org, and the tribe UG, www.thetribe.africa. For more information, thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Live It Up podcast. We shall be here till next time. Bye.